I have a special show on. I have a band that I'm kind of new to here. And uh, Time Child is, is the band today. I've come across your music recently and I've been really digging them. And I tracked you guys down and, and I want to thank you guys for being on. Guys, welcome to the show. If uh, maybe each of you guys can kind of say hello and introduce yourself, uh, be great. Uh, we're happy to be here. My name is, yeah, happy to be here. My, my name is Martin. Uh, I play the drums. My name is Burke and I play guitar. My name is Daniel and I play bass. And I'm Anas and I'm a lead singer and guitar player. Well, welcome guys, you guys sound fantastic. And, and, and as I was saying earlier before you were on, we're talking about how, how new of a band you guys are together. Clearly you guys are seasoned musicians, but this band together has only been, I guess we've got three years now. You guys already have two albums out. That, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. yeah, exactly. Is, is it- that long. No, it's not at all. And the album sound, you guys sound like you've been playing together for 15, 20 years, just, you know, really hammering it out. Is it because you guys have been kind of slugging it out in other bands and this kind of had this happen? You guys got together. You know? Yeah, kind of what you said. We, we've been playing, we've been playing in a lot of different bands. Uh, mm -hmm. And, um, and during uh, COVID, we, uh, uh, Birg and I, we got together and uh, we just left our old bands at that, that time, both of us. So we, um, we talked about, uh, should we do a new band? And at that time, of course, we couldn't play live because everything was closed down. So we kind of had a yeah. little bit of peace uh, to, to sit down and just um, write some music. And, um, and we, we told ourselves that, uh, okay, we're we gonna we got need a deadline. So I think we, we met up in January uh, of uh, 2020. And uh, we said, we're just gonna book a studio in May uh, and see what happens. So we needed to find two other band members and uh, and write some songs. Uh, so that was kind of a, a way to push ourselves a little bit. And uh, and then we uh, we recorded uh, the first album. Uh, so um, so th then we uh, we got going. Uh, so that was that was kind of cool. It's a, it's amazing course, how quick it was. We all been playing a lot. The the yeah. energy of you guys sound yeah. like well <laughs> well again, well together. You know, it's like have you guys. At any other point, have you guys played together separately at any other point? Or is this kind of the first time you guys have all been a band? Like, you know, as an it's, artist, I it's guys... the first time we, we all been, it's the first time we all been in a band uh, together, but we kind of met each other yeah, various, yeah. like we, we knew each other. And then uh, I think, I, I feel like we just, uh, we just hit it off like yeah. very, very quickly. And then we just been playing a lot. Like that's what what I really missed, I because I was also looking for a band at the time and, uh, and then uh, I just really wanted to find like some real rockers who really wanted to play and practice and play together, and we did that and I, I think that's how we kind of found a sound. Is this a sound? Yeah. I, and and I don't know. So excuse me, because you guys are even a newer band to me. Your history. So we're all learning together. Me and the audience. Was the music similar to each of you guys, or did you guys each come in together? I think sometimes I've learned from interviewing hundreds of bands now is like a lot of artists, like when, when, the, when the right chemistry hits, doesn't matter how many bands they were in for all those years, when that right sequence hits, it, it happens in a short period of time and it just sounds like this. Like it sounds like each of you brought a certain sound and it wasn't being represented enough in your prior bands until it got the right, the perfect storm, the chemistry, you know. Is, is that kind of true with you guys where you each had a sound that you kind of dug, but it wasn't fully being fulfilled and this kind of is, is amplifying it or is it just 
the way that this, the process went for you guys sound wise yeah i think so um we played pretty different music before and still in other other bands so uh, we, we come from all everything from black metal to death metal to uh, more kind of party rock and uh and as uh, and, and classic rock and and old school heavy stuff and so uh of course we we landed more in the in the heavy uh rocky uh, doomy yeah. thing uh so we're not black metal or death metal so of course we, we pull more on some of our old references than others but but definitely i think we we benefit from uh, from all having those different uh, backgrounds Influence. definitely who's doing death metal who's doing black metal just out of curious yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was me it's always the yeah. drummer right it's always the drummer always yeah i was playing with Mirkur, if you know her the danish uh, singer and then uh Ausky, which is a danish black metal band um and then uh yeah i have my own band but but i was so happy when i heard like what Birk and, and Anas had been making, like that sound, because I had always been looking for somebody who loved organic, an organic sound. And I felt like in a lot of the metal productions uh, that hadn't been allowed, kind of, it was very hard and and uh, the sound could be a bit mechanic. Uh, so think- for me, it was just wonderful to be part of like their cool, like play with their riffs and, and Anas's voice and, you know, uh, yeah. What was really cool, I think, and as I've gotten older, I've learned is you, 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 when you're younger, you hear heavy. You used to think heavy was like either fast or, or do certain types of things, but heavy can be super slow, as we've learned over the past 15 years. And, you know, just heavy as a sound, as a feeling in a song. It's not about literally being heavy, you know what I mean? A pounding sound. And you guys do have a very earthy sound, and obviously the name of the band. Is that a reference kind of, I was going to say that like, towards Deep Purple, because you guys have that 70s rock feel, but it's kind of heavier, Sabbathy, but it's very melodic. You don't sound like either of the bands either by any means, so I don't want people to think that. But it feels like it definitely could have been cut from that same cloth, which I mean is a compliment. Like, you know, was there a concern about how kind of you're going to be compared, or, or is that just how it is? Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's it's an honor to be compared to those bands, really. But as do I. But, but I never know. Course... Some artists don't like that. They're like, "Well, we're our own person." I'm like, "Well, yeah, you but kind I, of I named know... after song." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I know what you mean, and and I also agree in some some way because it can be a bit um, limiting, um, or maybe. Well, you're gonna freeze. I I do think you're right, and and I think is it's hard to find a balance, and I, and what I love about a band like yours and what turned me on, it wasn't like just like a band that sounds like a certain band. Which it's fine. I believe there's room for everybody, but a kind of band I'm going to listen to consistently and put in my my iTunes list or my Spotify or whatever it's going to be. It's going to be a band that has its own sound, and this feels like it's this is a band that could have stood in the same time period. And, and I guess it's really weird to say that because I don't really feel like it's a dated sound either. It's really interesting how you kind of fell upon a sound where it's it's a nod to things, but it's not really dated either. Um, and it's got to be natural because no one can no. conceive. To do all these things, to have a feeling of this, but not be dated and have this perfect sound. You know what I mean? It's kind of luck. <laughs> and remember some of the conversation where uh, that we want something that that sounded cool. That's always the most important thing. And uh, for me personally, my taste is always in uh, very uh, descriptive titles. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that band name, but it's a personal personal preference. But at the same time, 
you want to have something that's a little we wanted something that could be a, so that it doesn't sound only like a 70s band uh, but we wanted something that is not misrepresenting so when you when you hear it or when you see it then you kind of get the vibe of what you're getting mm-hmm. but at the same time you uh, yeah if that makes sense yeah, yeah. no it, it does i think well, it's hard though because sometimes you don't, you, have, you don't have no you, you you can only do as much as you can like with a song you guys can write but once it's out there people are going to interpret it totally different and you're like that's totally not what i meant like like with a book you read a book and you'll 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 put a whole movie in your head and then you go see the movie you're like that's not what i read you know what i mean it's like so you guys can own that i think the graphics are really cool with that by the way i like the background i like the way you guys the, you know the, the way they, the titles the uh, the band name and the artwork and stuff i really dig that i'm a big fan of that um which is a dying a dying art yeah. also because most people aren't into that i mean unless you're i think in rock is good because we still have vinyl and collectibles and stuff so the art is still involved more it's not just about a thumbnail of a font, you know. <laughs> well, at, at least it's it's still a very important part. Uh, the whole because you can argue how important it is, but to us at least, it is very important that when you see us coming out with a new album, you have a very very awesome representation of the band in band photos wise, and also even though maybe you can argue again that not many people watch music videos, we still want to make a really kick-ass awesome music video that represent us. So people, again, you know, they can have something visual to look at and that transfers over to the vinyl thing again because a a lovely piece of, you know, for for fans in maybe in 10 years will still look back and think, okay, that's the period where this was the band. And I, I believe still that's very important because maybe it's not the... The same big thing as it was back in the day but but still it's a lot of those things combined with very good songwriting and hopefully and the and lyrics and and that gives a whole picture of a very awesome band in general so i, still I, think I agree those things are no i agree with you i think to me i mean it's like i like having a band with a good image a good look a good sound i mean the music's always the most important to me and it and anything else wouldn't turn off me for liking a band but man it's a bonus if it has a cool graphics and the the album artwork and the lyrics is like a whole it's a whole adventure it's like you're really committing yourself to something as a fan to listen to it i enjoy that you know even more so you know um and i i still enjoy the videos um and, and a good look and a good sound for a band i think it's i think it carries over you know and i think it holds well in the rock world still you know not many other places nowadays but still in rock and roll yeah. it does yeah sure it, and if you talk about the artwork um so it it, it's it's a, a, a strong visual artwork we have for this album and you know you never know what's going to happen music and the vinyls become more and more popular so it would really suck to have a bad album cover <laughs> yeah. if you kind of some sort of compromise if, if, if vinyl <laughs> yeah, would right? be the the next new thing of course it it won't but but you know what i mean yeah. they vinyls have been more and more popular and um and therefore you when you buy vinyls now you buy some of the the previous album that an artist made and uh that was sucky for that album cover was well yeah, yeah was that and actually you know vinyl is actually i'm sorry people just so you guys everyone listening realizes we have a lag so we're not talking over each other we're not the rudest people you've ever met we're just having a time delay on each other <laughs> um there is i think vinyl outsold uh cds and stuff like vinyl i think was the biggest selling uh physical product the past year so it's it's back yes. 
I wish it was cheaper because yeah. I've been doing vinyl before it was popular and I was digging having a low price buy for all my vinyl and now it's, it's even more money now for me. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but that being yeah, there, was, a lot of- It's important for us to kind of have a nice- well, yeah. yeah it, and it and we, we got Travis Smith through the cover and, uh, and uh, he's done a lot and, and he did for Opeth and a lot of things. And we really wanted somebody who could capture the, like the lyrical themes and the vibe. Um, so yeah, I think he did that very well. Very well. Indeed. What do you say, Anas? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, can you great. hear me? Yeah, we hear it's, you good. You sound, you sound good. It, it, it is great. And I think it's important because so, some bands have um, either a friend. It's great because it's like, it's like in a band family where you have either a friend that's an artist or the, or an artist becomes part of the band. And like, you know, we name a million bands that have like, you know, look, look at that. Look, like, Iron Maiden is easy. Like, you know, I love Opeth. The work for Opeth is awesome. It matches the, the band because it's tied together at this point now. Like it's the imagery, um, which then goes hand in hand with the lyrics and the, and the concepts. Are you guys... When you're writing your lyrics, do you feel like you're um, concept driven or do you feel like it's each song is, is its own separate piece or do you feel like you kind of have to follow a flow? I think it's somewhere in between, I would say. Um, of course, we try to create some sort of a red thread through everything, something that uh, kind of combines all the all the songs, but but it's it's uh, it's 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 definitely um, one song at a time, I would say, and 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 it usually turns out to be within the the same themes. But mm -hmm. it's it's not like a concept uh, album, except right. some of the songs we have like three songs in a row. That's kind of a medley, or what you call it, a, a um, yeah. songs in different parts. And of course, they have some of the same theme or the same things that we um, that we sing about. But 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 then again, I think it's. Um, it's it's interesting because I normally do like the the base of the lyrics. I do most of the lyrics, but but sometimes when we talk about the lyrics afterwards, people hear different things in the songs, mm -hmm. and that's interesting as well because we actually found out that some of the songs we did now actually fitted uh, some of our lives very well, and it wasn't wasn't my own life, but some of the other band members' lives. Uh, so that's interesting how a, how a lyric can people can relate to it in different ways, and that's why I. I, I don't like explaining my lyrics too much mm -hmm. uh, because I like putting my own thought into it and people should put their own thoughts into it as well. And I like doing that with other bands. When they tell me that this song is about that, then that is it, sometimes it kind of ruins the, the, the meaning for me because I didn't, I didn't see that. Uh, I, I heard something different. Um, and sometimes when people tell me what, what they think the lyrics are about, uh, I kind of say, okay, yeah, that wasn't my first intention, but when you say it like that, that's maybe something that that was uh, that was in my head as well. Uh, maybe without me knowing it uh, really, but uh, but definitely something that that when I hear it afterwards, I can see that it could be something that that maybe I I uh, I had laying somewhere deep deep within. I, well, I think we had broken up at one point. I was saying to the guys earlier, there's the guys we're talking. I said, and I think. It's like um, once you put it out there, as we have the band name, but like once you put it out there, people interpret it like a movie, like when you read a book and then you see the movie, it's not always the same as the book. Sometimes it's very better to read the book for the movie because then it becomes something different to you. I think that's great with the lyrics. And I think part of the question, like with the music, with your lyrics is like some bands will come in and they'll be like, they'll write songs and they're like, nope, this is not a time child. This is a solo or another band song. Like they know what songs belong in that band. 
So that's what I'm kind of asking you guys is like, do you guys have songs like you're writing like, no, this is time child. And you're like, no, this wouldn't be time child. This goes off somewhere else. You know what I mean? Is it that, or do you like, we just put it all out there and we just kind of evolve to everything. We don't have a limit on what the song is. I think I can uh, safely say that um, when we started this band, uh, or the, the, the main founders was Birk and Anders, there were some pretty um, pretty set lines, not uh, restrictions any kind, kind, but kind of dogmas. As a, so, kind of um, was it the Orson Welles? Uh, um, the quote is that uh, that the creativity it it always needs some kind of limitations, just because otherwise it goes in all directions. I can't remember the quote, but it's a very good a good idea that you know when when Birg and Anders they they made it pretty clear that. These were the kind of tonalities we wanted. Uh, these are the kind of vibes, and uh, so so it's it's been pretty good because it makes it very clear when you sit down at home and write stuff. Then you know you know what you can bring to the band that they would appreciate and think this this we can work with. So it makes it all a lot easier. And again, a lot of the 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 experience we have from our former bands, I think that's that's one of the key parts of this uh, this band was that we wanted things to be very sp specific again not limiting but but very clean cut and people know when they open up to our band then they know what they're getting but again there are surprises as there should be but they have a pretty good idea that uh, this is this is time child i think you guys have a lot of good sounds i think with the sound of you guys and your instruments and your voice and the sounds and the tones and everything just a lot you can do that i doesn't sound like i mean outside becomes some like you know, drum machine, dance band, like some kind of trap band or house band or something type of music where you know, total left turn. I think you guys have a lot of space for songwriting for different songs to do though, because you do have such a, uh, um, an earthy sound where you can kind of do a lot. So I don't think you're totally confined. And you know, the best thing about oh, it is you guys, you know. Not supposed to sound like we have limitations and that sort right. of, it's just, you know, uh, we, we, we have something we're going after that's pretty, uh, this, is, this is where we want to go. Yeah. Uh, but we're very open to experimentation and especially when we're in the studio, you know, our producer, our producer is, and I, I have a pretty strong feeling that he's very excited to work with us in that regard, because mm -hmm. we're very open to funny production details and open up to experimentation sonically. So, yeah. Where are we at? Where are we at now? I just uh, wanted so to say that as you can yes. tell with the, with <laughs> that's the delay as um, as you said the third the first three singles that we released are pretty different so yes. it's not like, like we have like just what we have to do the songs the first single the light is pretty froggy uh, yeah. and, and the next one is, is way um, slower and more melodic and the last one we have is is more doomy and and uh, and very heavy so um right so uh, so so it's definitely not we just do one kind of song it's just more like a like the sound of the band should be recognizable. Um, well, I think we're trying to do. No, I think it's good. I think you can change into also as a band. I mean, I like, well, <laughs> Opus is actually good, a good thing. I mean, Opus was a lot heavier and then they kind of, they, they've changed sound over years and it's felt very natural. I mean, so it is a thing a band can do also if they feel they just want to change. But you guys are, have a sound. I feel like you guys do. You guys can go a lot more different places without being trapped and grow as, as songwriters. 
Um, and you're right, those three singles, we're actually going to say those were the perfect examples of different types of music you guys do. And I think the point of this is I want people to, listening that haven't heard you to get an idea of what kind of band you are and, and you know the concept of you guys. As new fans coming in, where can they see you? Are we doing, like, we're going to refer them afterwards to the webpage because there's the links to all the videos and iTunes and stuff and check out the music. Live music coming up, gigs, streaming, more videos. Like, what's the plans for people to check you guys out? We uh, we have uh, we have uh, one more single coming out before mm -hmm. the album, uh, mm -hmm. and that's going to be a big one, a long one, a very uh, uh, journey, a musical journey. I would say that that song kind of. Uh, tells everything about the album so that's interesting okay. but that that's only like one week before the release date uh and uh, and then of course we're going to play live um uh, sadly not in the u.s uh, yet but um but we definitely want to go sometime uh but but for now it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a uh, some some swedish gigs and a scandinavian uh no, just a danish tour and then hopefully a european uh, tour in the, in the fall or, or early uh, next year and then uh, and then we'll take it from there um so so we're definitely going out on the road soon how is touring over there at this point after covid is it is it opening up finally for you guys like because i mean you guys had covid and then you also had brexit which kind of made things yeah. crazy too for everybody yeah. Yeah. i know that's like yeah, a dirty yeah. word it's like a swear word now right yeah i know i'm sorry <laughs> brexit made it difficult to go to the uk uh, definitely, they they made life difficult for themselves because now it's uh, it's not that easy going over there. There's a lot of ridiculous border controls and uh, and tolls have to pay and everything. So that's a shame because of course, yeah, the majority of the music that that uh, that founded heavy metal is is from the UK and from the country area, Black Sabbath and Uriah. Led Zeppelin and Deep Purple, yeah. of course, and all those bands that kind of inspired a lot of our music. Uh, so that's a shame because we know that we're going to have a crowd over there who would, who would enjoy our music. But 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 Germany and Sweden is they're very close to Denmark and they're good countries to play in. So we're definitely trying to focus on on those areas. Germany, well. yeah, Germany but loves the metal as well. But it's just not... <laughs> I know, I, and I remember when, when it was happening and talking to certain artists. I mean, I remember you know. Uh, even you know Glenn Murdoch, formerly of the Sex Pistols and stuff, and all this great solo stuff, and he was talking about how frustrated it was and how they're trying to get a music alliance together because they're trying to fight. I think that people made the decision without me getting political because I don't really know the whole thing. It felt like it was non-artistic, non-music people making these decisions that affected on a bigger scale and it kind of affected the finances of all these artists coming in and out of the country. It, it kind of feels like you're hurting yourself just as much as hurting the other the outsiders coming in, like each way going in and out um and it's and it's really a shame you know it's almost as easy to come Definitely. to us now <laughs> you it know? is it's, it's the same <laughs> yeah it is so uh so that's that's a shame uh but uh but but we have a lot of countries to play in in, in europe so uh so we'll try to focus a lot on that because of course denmark is a small country uh, it's it's going well for us here but but uh but but there are limits uh, for the for the kind of music that we play in Denmark, so yeah. we definitely want to focus on going abroad uh, as much as we can. Uh, and of course, in the end, uh, we would love to go to the U.S. or Japan or something. But that's kind of I think it's a little bit further out in the future. Uh, 
unless somebody want to invite us, then we're definitely going. But but uh, but we're going to focus a lot on Europe the next year or something like that. I think right. Sometimes the best thing seems like for a band like you is to get some of the package. It's like a, a package tour with like two or three other bands, and they've they do pretty well over here. I've seen a couple of them come over here, um, from Europe, and they've been crushing it. Like I've heard some of these guys talk about their sales have been phenomenal. Like it's worked out, and I didn't think it's going to be that good for a lot of bands right now. Surprisingly, you, so I guess the, which the band market, do you have any um, particular? Uh, um, do you remember? I'd have to go back and look. Off the air, I'll have to go back and look. I can email you guys after. I think it was um. A couple of thrash, uh, faster bands. Um, it escaped me now on the spot. I'd have to go back and look. But um, it was it was some of the metal metal. It was it was done by a metal label, and it was a lot of the bands on the label, and it was some of the heavier thrashier bands, on a package tour, and it feels like um, it feels like and and for me from just being in in America and seeing the bands come over, we've had a lot of package shows come in, and it seems like those shows have a lot of people going to them. Because it's offering three or four different bands, and it feels like the economy of it's working well for both sides, you know. And to me, from the outside, yeah, cool. It, you know, or or it feels like it'd be great. Like you guys would be good, and then be like a different type of th- like a heavier thrash band, and like like have a couple of different types of styles of music all come in. So it's, so it's got something for everybody type of deal, kind of like like a like the European festivals where you have something for everybody, you know. I, I think that's the future that's of music. Like- we're trying to do you know i agree i think you guys agree. Do, that's, do well that's the way here. to go Definitely. you know everybody's kind of just throws it together to. and, and plays <laughs> you know you know and, and, and it was hard i think and one of the big battles here now for most artists is if you pay attention it's going to be the um the venues taxing an artist you know they'll, they'll go in and they'll get you get pay regular taxes then the venue will be taking like 30 percent of a hit out of their merch which is crazy so say you guys come, you get you get tax coming into the country, you, you'll get tax in the venue, and then you probably get like leaving the country tax on top of it. Like it's bananas <laughs> for a band to sell merch sometimes. And that's why yeah. I'm gonna tell everybody right now that's listening. Go to Time Child, go to their website, the links below. Now we say this, go to the artist's website, buy directly from them. Nobody's cutting money from them. Go right to the artist's website, you know, and and, and go go check it out, you know, get the music. Um and when you see them coming by near you check them out don't wait for them to come back because we've learned from this apocalypse we had a few years ago music can stop we really need to appreciate everything so if you know these guys are near you go see them you just never know or or they come back a lot you get to see them a lot that's pretty awesome too so you really just win no matter what right um this is is fantastic Mm -hmm. (laughs) what was that Amen. Amen. Right. Well, it is. It's important. Yeah. Is there any anything you guys want to share to fans or or or, or the people out there that are listening about your music, or or you know, that maybe you don't usually get a chance to? Because usually in an interview, you get a million questions. But like, do you guys have things that are kind of important that don't ever get chatted about with you guys? You know, aren't recognized or talked about. A little different of a question, really. That's, but I mean, uh, I think some artists. Very open, very open question. Very open question. Well, uh, a lot of bands don't get what, don't, I always like to get like, um, I always try not to do like a cookie cutter thing. But of course, you got to ask certain questions. You yeah. know, and that's why this is very, very, very casual when we're talking and people are listening. Yeah. But the truth is, you guys are artists. And, and one of the things about, I feel when I talk to somebody is, why would I 
have you guys ask and answer the same questions. You guys are creative people. Why would I ask creative people the same questions that they get asked all the time? That is so uncreative. So, so to yeah, that so you, point, I, I, I think, ask uh, you guys, what do you guys think? Pick up on thing that I, I'm, I'm very happy about with these guys and that I hope the, the audience will appreciate it is um, the way we've chosen to produce our album mm -hmm. um, and the fact that we sometimes we, we, we I feel that sometimes productions you don't feel the musicians and mm -hmm. I, I feel that uh, that's an important thing so I hope people will appreciate that with uh, with this album that hopefully you can you can really feel the the performance uh on the album and that's just one thing that that i've been thinking about that that uh, and that i personally love when when bands do and like albums where you go in and it's a exploration or it's a adventure you go on with the band do you feel you it's, can, a, it's a good sound of you guys though do you feel like this is your good sound it sounds like you guys live or it's good like some bands say it's good, but it's not us live. Like to me, the production you're right is fantastic. I didn't even talk about that of the album. Um, but do you feel it represents you guys though? The sound? Well, yeah, very much. I think that was very important to us. Um uh, that that we kind of get as close as possible to to what we sound like live. It's not that we have to do the exact same version of the song if you want to put some big choir arrangements on or do something funky with an old MOOC MOOC synthesizer uh, on, in the studio, we're going to do it because it's, it sounds great and it's fun. And I don't think that, I think you can do a great album version and a great live version, but I think the core sound should be the same. Uh, and that's why when we go into the studio, we, uh, we play mostly live. Uh, we, we kind of get everybody, we get into the same room and, uh, and we track the songs and then we kind of build onto that. Right. Uh, so, so the, the base of the songs are live, um, and, um, and that's important to us because it just gives a different feel. You can kind of pull a little right. bit or, or a little bit together and you can, you can kind of get a more, more alive kind of feel to the songs. And, and that fits our music. I guess if you play super tech, speedy metal, you kind of have to be as tight as possible and it wouldn't work. But, but with our music, it definitely works and we get that, that, that real sound. And, and that's what we're going to have. And the, the, I, we kind of play with the same gear in the studio that we do live. So mm -hmm. we get very close to, um, to that, that sound. Well, well, with plug-in instruments, you have a little bit closer. But while we're talking about the sound, are you happy with your drum sound? I mean, it takes a lot of bands. I mean, you can, I can name a lot of big bands that took a long time before they're happy with their drum sound. They had platinum albums. Do you feel the drum sound is pretty good for you? Yeah, I think so. I'll put, I'll put I you think on so. the spot. I mean, think about it. It's a live yeah. sound. I mean, yeah, you know, we, had a lot of, live. we had a lot of fights with uh, our uh, producer, friendly fights. That's but uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, back and forth, but um, we, we worked a lot uh, with the dynamics and, with, and the, you know. with the band and the song. And, and I feel you can give a bit more direction. But of course, that takes a bit like the li listener has to accept that premise right it's gonna sound more like a a real drum kit and not uh computer drums it's supposed I'm to sound like a real drum kit i love loud drum sound i'm very critical about it i mean to me it makes an album it makes a band sound bigger it it makes it makes the bass and guitar sound better like it it, it drives the band you know what i mean it's a band you guys feed off of it you know and, and it's important to be live because then it feels like if the drum is breathing it feels like it gives 
you know, the guitar room to breathe it in. And, and, and bass, it feels you guys have a team where, you know, the rhythm sections work together because it's all, it just feels natural. It doesn't feel like this, these weird click, clicky sounds, you know what I mean? And, and, and um, exactly. It, it just it feels so much better. I, I don't know, because I used to work in a studio. So to me, when I hear an album, I can be like, God, I really like the songs, man, but that drumming kills me. It'll prevent me from listening to an album a lot, just if it's got bad drum production. And it sounds so horrible, but it's true, you know? I didn't even think about that. Your, your album's great because I didn't even think about the drums in a bad way, so. Since we're talking about, you know, production things, uh, one of the things I'm I'm very proud of with the with both albums actually is the um, is the choice that uh, it was actually the producer's um, Soren Anderson's uh, choice which he made uh, to me was uh, no distortion on the bass actually and because yeah. uh, I'm, I'm I'm following a lot of bass forums and you know where is it at right now mm -hmm. and the thing for me right now is that pretty much every bass production in metal right now sounds like a very drop tuned guitar because there's so much distortion on it and i've always thought that you could kind of get away with having a lot of distortion on you know the classic split the track and then but there is something about the way you hear and observe the things that i really really love the very powerful um the really powerful low end we've got on this uh, this album it complements the the drums so so very well and I attribute that mainly to the fact that we have no distortion on it because it's and it's also a little rebellious act. I know it's not something that the most care about, about the bass, no, but, but it, it, it's important. It, though. I mean, it's so powerful that it's. But, not, but you but you lost it. I mean, if you look at, I mean, early Black Sabbath. I mean, it was just the raw bass. I mean, it was just you know what I mean, and it led the song. And I think and I like that sound. And I think that when you start messing around with the frequencies and, and you get too many pedals and stuff, you, you're getting the bass and the guitar. And if you have two guitars, to me, it's very important. Everybody has their own frequencies and you can hear everybody. There's a certain point where if I'm hearing a band and you're right, it's just distorted. I'm like, was that just bass or guitar? Like, I want to know the difference. And I, I think by not going there, it, it is a definition. You know what I mean? It, you, it, everybody has their own sound and, and it really, it can help a song. Yeah, you know? and I totally agree. And it's uh, yeah, especially after this album, that how much that affects the sound. And I'm very happy with that one, that part specifically about the production. As we wrap this up, I do want to say, I mean, it seems like you guys are cranking out albums. Do you guys like have a goal? Is it like, like every year you have a schedule where you do an album or is it just like, you guys are just <laughs> like drunk with music? I mean, cause like we're talking now when it wrap this up, but I mean, it's like, you can do play some gigs or whatever, but I mean, it's only a matter of time before you guys are working on the next bunch of songs and doing an album. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, I think yeah. we do. It's I'm working on new songs, actually. <laughs> I, think? <laughs> um, I think personally, I always get inspired when we when we have done an album. It's just like, OK, we, that's that's where we at now, but we can go away in this case, I think the next couple of songs and what we learned about the, this second album is we can we can be even more prog uh, progressive if we want to. Um, so right now, I personally write some progressive stuff and let's see whatever happens with that. Um, but I always get very inspired when we have when we have done a full album because uh, nothing is perfect, but uh, 
you want to pursue the perfection perfection well, well, i think you should i think if you look at it, sometimes bands just like they just run out of music if you guys are creative and you guys are just creating music you just keep writing it and record it and even if it's save it you know what i'm saying but sometimes you get points in your life where you don't someone's not creative or something's happening the world always changes if you guys are all firing on all four cylinders bank that stuff make that creative music you know what i mean because while it's flowing you gotta gotta tap it you know definitely and also just to um to uh to keep everything rolling because it's important that there's so much music coming out all the time so if mm -hmm. you take four or five years between albums oh no you kind you of lose the, you lose the momentum it's not like you, you do big huge concept albums like pink floyd and you can release once in a while and and uh, but you kind of have to keep keep um, keep it going. So uh, and personally, uh, I like sh pretty short albums. Our albums are not that long, uh, just like the seventies. <laughs> we kind of put put the best songs that we have. We we don't write thirty songs, and then uh, and then pick the ten best ten best yeah. ones. We write the songs that we need, and uh, we put them on the album. Uh, it's very rare that we just write a song and and don't do anything with it. We kind of make it work. Uh, so um, so um, so that's kind of, kind of how we like to do it, and we have like these yeah one and a half years between releases now, and and that's that's great. We, if we can keep that going, we we're gonna do it. As a fan of music, I like that. I think I think the problem is, <laughs> I say this like I think the problem like with a band like when Guns N' Roses waited so long, I think I think the pressure is just crushing on the artist because each time. <laughs> How could you create something better than an, your best album if your album's appetite or your, you know, whatever the band is? If you hit an album that everybody loves, immediately, everyone hits that one album they do. No one can do it differently because that's what the fans like. That's their time that that, that person that strikes. So it's already unfair. You're already the negative. So you just got to keep doing albums and kind of chugging through and doing what makes you happy. Otherwise, you fall in a spot where you're like second guessing, how can you do this next big album? You know what I mean? And it's not fair. Yeah, it's not it's creative. Lot. It's not creative. It's just copying yourself. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. So, uh, so uh, we're just trying not to make albums too good. So they're not. We're not going to have that. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll just suck a little bit. Well, yeah, exactly. guys, guys, always suck a I'll, bit. Just suck yeah. a little bit. That's good. That, you should put that in your shirt. So you should say, "Time Child." Yeah. Just like it, it should suck a little bit. Tour to twenty twenty three. Exactly. <laughs> pretty funny. Um, Guys, I want to thank you for coming on. This is great. I want to encourage people to check you guys out. Go to the link and check out in music and see you if they can. Buy the merch and support the band. Thanks, guys. It's been awesome. Thank you for having us. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And have a good day. Hopefully, we'll see you over there sometime. Well, you know where I am, so I'd love to see you. So. <laughs>